Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for coming along this journey. Uh, Thank you for downloading. It is such a joy for me to know that there are others who want to listen to his word, and God is putting this podcast uh, all over the world, and I am just so thankful. I give him all the thanks and the praise for that. Um, it may not be in big numbers, but it is exactly, I think, where he wants it to go, when he wants it to go there. And I just pray that uh, his word accomplishes the purpose for which he sends it. And may he be glorified in everything. But I am so glad that you want to be deliberate and intentional in your time of drawing closer to him. And welcome to anyone who is here for... Um, the very first time. I'm so glad you're here. It's no accident that you're here, friend. Whether you uh, saw this on some kind of a short form video and then decided to listen to the podcast or you found this while you were searching for something else, God put that in your path, I think, for a reason. And I just want to encourage you to stick around for a little while. Don't run off quite yet. And let's see what the Lord has for all of us today. I want you to know that I continue to pray for you day after day that the Lord would draw you closer to him, give you more of a desire to know him and his word, and that you will make it a point to focus on him today. You know, one little one-minute devotional is not quite enough to check your box and say you're done for the day um, for all your God stuff. And sometimes we fall into that trap. We're so busy, we think, well, I'll fit this in, and I'll just do this little thing, and I'll check my box, and I'll be fine. Oh, no, friend, let us uh, spend time throughout the day uh, refocusing our hearts and minds on him. And you may say, well, how am I supposed to do that while taking care of my family and doing my job and all those things? Well, you do it at the same time. Um, So you uh, will... Spend time with him uh, in your Bible study. You spend time with scripture memory. You spend time in prayer throughout the day. And that doesn't mean that you have to stop what you're doing. That means we're in constant communication with him, giving him thanks and praise, asking for guidance. We worship him. We work on our Bible study or our small group lesson. Um, There are many ways to keep our hearts and our minds stayed on him. I think about what uh, God told Moses to tell the people uh, when he had given the law. And Moses was reminding them of this in Deuteronomy and how they were, um, I think, some examples of ways to keep their minds stayed on him. If we hop over to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and uh, Moses was reminding them to keep God first in all things and to keep their minds stayed on him and his word. Listen to this. Hear, O Israel, in verse 4 of chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you till today shall be on your heart. 
You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. (laughs) And so put it where you can be reminded of it. The Lord knows our minds are leaky and that we need reminders. And so I just want to encourage you in that. Um, If you didn't do it much yesterday, purpose that you're going to do it more today. Well, our verse for the day, friends, is from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25, and this is for January the 25th, 2024. This verse reads as follows from the English Standard Version. But the word of the Lord remains forever, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. Oh, friends, I am so excited to park here again talking about God's word and how important it is. And so when we think about where we are in the scripture, and you know if you've been on this journey with me for very long that I think it's very wise for us to do this when we uh, study a new portion of scripture, even if it's just a verse, think about where you are and um, what was going on, who the author was, if we can ascertain that, what the purpose of the book or letter may have been, and that helps us to get the appropriate context and then to apply it to our uh, daily lives. It helps us to understand it better and see how it fits in the whole counsel of God's Word. So we've been in First Peter already, I think, let's see, t- a couple of other times this month, uh, because this first chapter in First Peter is just jam-packed of so much. Of course, all of God's Word, all the words, all the verses are important and just uh, so important for us and so necessary. Uh, But we've talked about this before, that Peter was an apostle, and we know he wrote this letter because it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and we see who he wrote this letter to. It says, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. So he tells us right off the top that this is uh, Peter that was an apostle, and we know that he was the chief apostle. If you look in the Gospels where the list of the apostles are mentioned, Peter is usually listed first. Um, He is the apostle that is spoken uh, about the most in the Gospels after uh, as far as apostles go. We see Peter's shortcomings, we see his failures, but we see God's grace and Jesus' love for him and his care for him and his teaching of him, and we can learn so much from Peter's example. Sometimes Peter would speak before he thought, uh, it seems, or he would be so excited but miss the the point and the purpose that Jesus had, that higher purpose that was much higher than our ways and the thoughts that were much higher than our thoughts. And um, I love the example of Peter's life that um, he was a follower of Christ and he went all in, but then uh, we see the example of where he was afraid and he uh, denied Jesus, but Jesus uh, showed his grace and his love and his mercy to him and still used him in such a mighty way. Um, 
him. Jesus even told him that Satan had asked to have him and to sift him like wheat. Um, but when he had turned to strengthen his brother, so and that Jesus had prayed for him. And so I'm just so thankful that we see that in Peter's life. And then we see on the day of Pentecost, like we've talked about before in Acts chapter 2, when um, the disciples and the apostles were in the upper room and uh, that Holy Spirit came down on all of them and they were all speaking in tongues and went out and proclaimed the goodness of God and what God had done. Um, Peter was the one who was called to preach that message to all those people there. And we read in Acts that uh, 3,000 people were uh, added to the number of believers that day. So God used him in such a mighty way uh, to share uh, the story, the good news of the gospel. And he was writing this letter to those elect exiles of the dispersion. And we talked about that at the time that this letter of First Peter was written, there was a great persecution of Christians. And so believers, those elect exiles who had been sent out everywhere, um, were suffering. They were being persecuted. And so one of the main themes of this letter of First Peter is to uh, stay strong and to rely on Christ during this time of suffering, that this suffering is just for a little time. Uh, but there's so much more coming. There's a wonderful inheritance coming. And so uh, we've talked about that before in previous podcasts. But I want to uh, pick up to the verses in the verses leading up to our verse for the day. Um, and let's see what Peter was reminding them. You know, he had just told them, you know, you may be going through some fiery trials, but it is, it's going to be short in light of eternity. And then he's reminding them to be holy because Jesus is holy and um, just to stand firm. And so I'm going to pick up in verse 13 of chapter one of first Peter and read forward to our verse for the day. Therefore, um, so anytime there's a therefore, we need to see what the therefore is there for. Um, because of, he's saying because of uh, this salvation that we have, because of this inheritance that we have, because of what Jesus has done for you, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, <clears throat> set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Christ. In other words, don't set your mind on the things that are happening now. Set it, um, you know, look by faith. Uh, we walk by faith, not by sight, as the Apostle Paul had written in uh, his letters. He says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways. In other words, bought back from, from those old sinful ways. Uh, you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. 
And then here's uh, leading right up to our verse. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. And I have to stop there because he talks here and in the verses right before that. And in the verses that are that are coming up about things that are perishable, things that will die and then things that don't die. So listen for that. He says, uh, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls. And then here's our verse for the day. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. That word, that salvation, that plan of how the Lord was going to bring us back to him, how we would be reconciled to him, that word about Jesus, God who would, uh, God who was made flesh to dwell among us. All of these things have been spoken of all the way since the beginning of the scripture. And and Peter had talked about the scripture before, back in verse 10 of chapter 1, when he had talked about this salvation that had been spoken of uh, by the prophets, and that they had longed to look into these things. They didn't fully understand it, but these people had that uh, prophetic vision fully confirmed in the person of Jesus. And so he's reminding them about the importance of what had been spoken before and then just being obedient to that word, believing that word of truth. I love this. Um, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. Now, the interesting thing, and I love how God's word does this. God's word is living and active as we read in Hebrews. And uh, we also read that in John 1, 1, that in the beginning was the word with a capital W and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. That word, that living word is Jesus. And so there's several levels of this. Um, You have uh, been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God, that which he spoke, that which he manifested to us through his son, Jesus. I just love that. And then Peter goes and uh, quotes something that was from Isaiah's book of prophecy. I believe it's in Isaiah chapter 40. Let me see where that is. Verses six through eight. All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. His word stands. It it accomplishes the purpose for which he he sends it. His word does not return void and uh, it remains forever as we see in our verse. And I love this. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Now it may just Of course, Peter was talking about, I think, the scripture and what had happened, what had been uh, confirmed in the person of Jesus. 
But think about just that next level, this word, that word made flesh was preached to you, that word that was Jesus, who is our Savior, the one who came to earth fully God, yet fully man, walked a sinless life, um, and then died on the cross for our sins because we are all sinners and there was no way that we could be reconciled back to God except that a price was paid, a ransom was paid. Um, and Jesus was that ransom. He paid that price. He laid down his life. His blood was shed uh, for you and for me and for the whole world to pay that penalty that we owed. And so that's the good news of the gospel. And after he died on that cross, after he shed his blood for our forgiveness, he was placed in a tomb. Then he was resurrected on that third day in full bodily form. He was seen by many and then he ascended back to heaven where he's seated at the right hand of God. And that is that good word that is preached to us. That's the good news that there is a way that we can be reconciled back back to God. This good, that word had been preached and that word was living. That word was and is Jesus. And I'm just so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for Peter's reminder to um, those who were suffering that, uh, yes, this is, this is hard, but God's word remains forever. He has told you what he is going to do. He has done it in the person of Jesus. Um, he is ever faithful. His promises stand. And so we can trust him for the next step. That even after we have uh, left this short life and even after we've suffered for a while, there is an inheritance. There is an eternity. And uh, there's just good things for those who love him. And I'm so thankful that he reminds us of that. Um, and it's such a uh, such an important thing for us to hold on to, friends. When everything looks like it's crashing down around us, when we're walking through difficulties or suffering and um our eyes see things that are hard to understand. We go back to what we know is true. And God's word is truth. The sum of all of his word is truth, as we read in the scripture. And we go back to that always. When everything is topsy-turvy and you can't understand, go back to what you know is true. And you hang on to that because we walk by faith, not by sight. And he is so faithful. He loves us so. He has made a way for us through his son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And let us give him thanks and praise that his word does abide forever. And that one day, those of us who have trusted in him, have trusted his written word, his spoken word, and entrusted that living word, who is Jesus, we will have an eternity with him. Praise be to God. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.